Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Miss, Joe Pizzapia. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Hope you had a good Memorial Day weekend. Got some time off. Maybe potentially had some social distancing burgers, social distancing hot dogs. Anything good <laughs> the on the social the- distance burger? You got to run in and try it today. Come to the drive-thru. Social distance Don't burger. come near the barbecue. Stay over there. Stay way over there. <laughs> you got that poker. You got poke them with the. Was Was there an Italian Memorial Day weekend for you? Did you Did you make some Italian food this weekend? Well, it's funny. Usually a Memorial. I told you we do the big three. Usually we do Memorial Day, Labor Day, and July Fourth here. Right. And I do usually typically when we have you know everybody over, family, friends, all the people. I do the pizzas on the grill, which is which is nice. So I go, I get up in the morning, I make all the dough from scratch, and then we got everything from you got your you know your standard pizzas, and I'll do like a sausage and peppers pizza. I'll send you a photo of me. It's something to look pretty damn good. And then we do like a, maybe a buffalo chicken, things like that. So uh, no uh, no Joey wearing the apron, you know, mm. throwing the dough back and forth yesterday. I'm hoping July Fourth we get that back. That's what I'd like to do. It's a good time. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the fun thing. You know, you could do the pizza. It's a it's a cheap alternative out there too. When people are you know have big groups of people and you got to do all the steaks and everything. At also, what you do is you make the you get the dough. You you go out there. You do some dough. You make a couple pizzas. You just keep banging them out, banging them out. You know, make half a dozen pizzas, right? And I got the two grills going. I got more than one grill. Very important stuff here. It's a big deal stuff going on. And then that's kind of like the appetizer. So when people come over at two. Yeah, you have that. Everybody's eating, having a couple of drinks. Everyone has a couple of slices of pizza. Then there's no pressure. You can go and enjoy yourself for a couple hours at the barbecue so you don't feel like you're standing there forever. And then, you know, 5.30, you start throwing the burgers and the dogs on. That's that's the that's the pizza via mm-hmm. house barbecue scenario. You're welcome to join. Like a good one. I know Thank you're a pizza you. guy. You didn't get your pizza, did you? I did not, but I did get to go to my storage unit. No, I did. Great fish. I You're did just sharing this unit. with me in an hour two. It's taken you this long to. I did. I had and, on over there for a second. And damage. how was it for um, you? It was good. Found a few, a few things, and it's just a mess over there. Honestly, did a box come a, back with you? Couple, couple. Oh, a few boxes. Did your couple wife? Couple things that I brought there a few years ago that I'm like, you know what? These should not be in the storage. I think they should be in our house. There so, you go. No, and, nothing earth shattering, I would say. Really Your wife was okay with the boxes in the house? Yeah, I, I put them in the garage. Stink guy? Okay. Yeah, I put them in the garage. Yeah, it was it was a simple process, but it was it was good to, you know, dig through my old stuff that I hadn't seen in a long time. So it kept me busy for a day. Well, that's good. We want to keep you busy. That's that's for sure. <laughs> On the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's take a look at some player props for 2020 and FanDuel just put these out so we can take a look at them. And again, these are all very much subject to change. So many things can happen uh, specifically with the Bengals. I mean, AJ Green could play with them. He could not play with them. Some of this could be affected. So keep in mind as we review these things, you can bet them at the FanDuel Sportsbook, but also keep in mind there are still five months to go until we start the season. So um Tread lightly, I would say, <laughs> over or under, you know. I mean, Joe Burrow, God forbid, is, you know, running down the street and trips over a turtle and hurts his knee. I mean, you you, you know, and the guy who doesn't have a good year, you made a stupid bet. So just, just keep this in mind. All right, so let's take a look at uh, what FanDuel has for Joe Burrow's individual passing yards for 2020. They've listed his total at 3,800 and a half. Of course, a half. They don't want to push. That's why it's a half. Minus 112. High juice on this, too. Come on, FanDuel, you can make these 110. Under 3,800 is also uh, minus 112. And for some context here, these are the three players as rookies that have had higher than 3,800 yards. No one had more than 3,800 outside of these three. Andrew Luck in 2012 had 4,374. That's the record. Cam Newton the year before had the record for 4,051. And then Jameis Winston put together a 4,000-yard season in 2015 of 4042, and uh, we stop here because no one even had 3,900. This is it. It's these three guys, and then throwing Burrow into the mix here. So essentially, Joe, if Burrow was able to throw for more than 3,800 yards this year, he'd have the fourth most yards 
in the history of the NFL for a rookie? Does he go over this total? Yeah, it's a fascinating question because you're looking at the trend and I was actually going back and looking at the previous trends before that when you get to the Peyton Manning groups and the guys like you, even Matt Ryan didn't reach that 4,000 level. I mean, that's this is rarefied air, but it's also more indicative of where we are right now in the NFL. And that is just, it's just a fact. It's the, it's a passer's game. It's more wide open. The rules are just allowing more of this. You can't be up on the wide receivers. Now there's just so many things that allow for this to happen. And the other thing you need for this to happen too is some garbage time. You need to have a situation where your defense is not great, where you're going to be relevant in games and you're not sitting on leads. And that's the other thing. That's, that's I think a you big... would probably count on that. <laughs> I think you can count on that, too, and that's why I'm actually leaning towards the over here. I think this is achievable. I had a big discussion, actually, with uh, Mike Taglier, uh, Fantasy Pros, who's about as good as it gets, in my opinion, as a fantasy football analyst. And um, he's contributing to the Black Book this year, and we were talking about Burrow and his expectations for him. And he actually thinks he can finish as a QB1, and I agree with him as a low-end QB1 this year. I think he has that opportunity because of that defense having to keep them in games, not to mention the fact that he's got a lot of weapons there between Mixon a healthy A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd. Well, you, well, you, well, let's stop there because you just mentioned the possibility of two players not playing for the Bengals this year. So. It, it's probably, but I mean, let's, let's there's say... There's a chance of that. Legitimate there's a chance. chance. Of that. There is a legitimate chance, but right now that's what we have to go on. So we have to kind of go through What do we see. have to go on that both are going to play? Well, I mean, A.J. Green right now is going to play. Say that. Uh, right now, it looks like A.J. Green's going to play. Right now, as we're sitting here today, I th- I think this is a good opportunity actually for him. And, and look, I think sitting out a whole year... He's kind of put himself in a tricky situation in terms of his value on the open market for numerous reasons. So right now, I'm going to say that he is a Bengal and he will play for the Bengals. Again, It's things can change. Uh, but I, I would say 30, that it's, it's at best a 50% shot that both. Well, then, you know, let's, then let's then next man up is what? T. Higgins, right? Who is a pretty darn good wide receiver in his own right in college. So yeah, he's going to have some, no he's gonna have some players. No comparison to A.J. Green, but. Not a bad wide receiver <laughs> either. And and no running back, does that help him or hurt him? Well, Joe Mixon, sure. as long as, depending on whatever holdout situation, Joe Mixon. I think, personally, I think the holdout would hurt Joe Burrow because you want to have a balanced offense. You don't want everybody being able to drop back and, you know, give Joe Burrow coverages that, you know, he might not be aware of or, or have seen before. It's a different game in the NFL. As good as the SEC football level is, it's it's outstanding. It's better than some maybe very low, low <laughs> NFL at times. But at the same time, it is the NFL. And I think 38 is very achievable, actually, especially when you're looking at these guys, 12, 11, 15. So that's three quarterbacks in the last 10 years to do that. Now, who are the best other rookie quarterbacks coming out? We'd have to go back and look at each one individually. I mean, if you look at a team like Russell Wilson – when he came up with the Seahawks, there's a guy that was on a very good defensive team. So numbers would be suppressed a little bit. Um, you could also look Kyler at Kyler Murray last year. Kyler Murray last year. But Kyler Murray is more of the he's not the pure pocket passing quarterback that I would say a guy like Andrew Luck is or a guy like Joe Burrow is or even a guy like Winston is for that matter. So and I think Arnold? this is a pretty good number. Um, Josh, Allen. Josh Allen's not a pure pocket passer. I would go under this number. I can look. I can understand. I, I think over is achievable. I think the over is achievable because that it's defense. It's achievable, but that's not something that you recommend to bet. I'll put it. Th- I'll put it to you this way: If AJ Green plays, I think he go- with the Bengals this year, and I actually think the. I think everything has to go right for this number, and that's not a wise wager. Sure. If if everything has to go right, I think that if the guy misses one game, he's going under. I two, think. And the, that's I think the most consider. of the wagering community will agree with you, and I think that's almost what they want. They want you to set up that most astute people will say he can't be as good as he was in college. And he probably, he's not going to throw 62 touchdowns. It's very hard to believe that Joe Burrow, that you could have blind faith in a guy who had one good year in college. I just can't do that. And that's totally fair. And I think most people will be with you. And that's why I actually want to go the other way. Because I do think most smart people will kind of take that, take that stance right away. It just can't happen. And I don't know if it. Oh, I don't know that it can or it can't, but I I just, you know, if everything broke right, this guy throws for 3,900 yards this year. And Mm -hmm. if one thing happens that's off, it goes under. And I think that that's... This next one's a fun one, too. I like this next one. Yeah, I I mean, once every year I just go over on him. I don't know. I like, I really like this guy. He's very underrated. You know, here's a fun fact from the Black Book. You want to hear Carson Wentz stat? Um, He threw a touchdown in every single game all 16 weeks last year. Lamar Jackson didn't do that. Patrick Mahomes didn't do that. Sean Watson didn't do that. Dak Prescott didn't do that. 
Just a fun fact for those of you, and again, I do the quarterback write-up, so I'm just kind of bringing the black book knowledge for you today. That is something to really understand and think about there. The I pick, mean, it may I, take a year or two for him to be good, but I mean, I think he'll be a star eventually look, in the NFL. I think Miles Sanders' emergence last year in the second half is really helpful. I think it's That'd unfortunate the way his season ended. But this number is, what, 3,899. So yeah, you're right. I mean, he went over last year. I don't see why he wouldn't this year. I guess uh, you, you worry about injury with him. You worry about injury. With well, that's team. what you're betting on. You're betting on the health. But, I mean, the concussion was in the playoff game at the very yeah, end of the year. Weird, he had weird injuries. Yeah, well, I mean, the first one was a knee injury, was it not? I, I, I think that he's been unlucky with that. I also think outside of Earths, he hasn't really had anybody super reliable, although Jeffrey's been okay. I can't knock the guy. I mean, he's still, he's been a good receiver. for. Look, it's time. been Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. I mean, that's that's who you're throwing the ball to, basically, if you're the Eagles. Did they, did they find any up. free agents also, or, they, or just, they're, just, <laughs> they're just rolling with the same two guys? I'll, I'll and, check on the depth chart, but I know they're still rolling with uh, Alshon Jeffrey. So that's, you know, and, and you're taking a huge risk there because. See, that's a good spot for A.J. Green. I'd move him over there. Well, I mean, I think you'd love to have him go over there. But I, I think it's very different when you're talking about, you know, a guy who's very limited in terms of what he's got. And he's already continuously kind of going over these numbers. I think that's very impressive. I think Carson Wentz kind of gets lost in the shuffle. Again. Wide receivers right now is Alshon Jeffrey. Still Deshaun Jackson is on that roster. Marquise Goodwin. I knew there was another signing oh, there. I, I like Marquise Goodwin. I don't know Marquise Goodwin, him. Greg Ward Jr. And of course, Ooh, I like uh, Greg Ward. I like Greg Ward. Yeah. Greg I, 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 I like, I like the guys they have. J.R. Sega Whiteside, who they drafted last year. That's the depth I'm chart right now. Him. But I, I like Ward. I like Rieger. And, um, I think this is an over. I think he goes over. Yeah. I think this is. I think you're 100% right. I think this is doing that same thing where they're tempting the negativity of the astute sports fans as well. You know, he's hurt all the time. I don't know if he is hurt all the time. He had, Sean Watson tore his ACL what, a couple weeks in between him and Carson Wentz, right? Let's not forget that. And nobody kind of. Yeah, but I'm, I'm ruling Jackson out of the conversation at this point. It's he's been playing long enough with not playing at a high level the last few years. I'm. I, I, can I don't disagree with you, but I, I think but Wentz I, can do enough in this offense to get 4,000 oh, yeah, yards. He's a very consistent quarterback and probably one of the most underrated guys. And if you're in a super flex league this year, I would strongly recommend targeting him because I think you can get him as your QB two, and you can have him with an elite quarterback. And all of a sudden you can roll the, you can just run the table with those guys. All right, coming up next, we'll look at some player props for a couple of running backs in the NFL and their total amount of yards for 2020. This is Fantasy Sports Today here on Sports Grid. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. We got you every day, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Sports Grid and SportsGrid.com. However you're watching, we appreciate it. We're back with more right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. fantasy sports today as we wait for all sports to get back on so we can log into the FanDuel Sportsbook for those people that it's actually legal to place wagers on. Uh, otherwise, you got to wait, I think, until 2021. But, Joe, I have a pretty strong feeling that uh, between FanDuel and DraftKings and a lot of the other online wagering mobile places that 2021, we're going to see a massive jump, not just 15 or 20 states. I think we could be looking at double that. It's quite an evolution since 2015, right? Remember the whole argument of daily fantasy sports? Well, it's a game of, it's a game of skill, and it is. It's also a game of wagering. <laughs> and now, like that, that pivot has been, well, we're clearly a wagering house now <laughs> that also does fantasy sports. You know, it's so funny to me how five years time, how things can evolve and change. But uh, I, I'm with you. It's look, fantasy is how we watch the games. Wagering's been around forever. It's not going anywhere. It's only growing in this country. And uh, you look at how it is here where I am in New Jersey, and I get to do the show from the FanDuel Sportsbook every Sunday uh, up until recently. That was, you know, I mean, that place during football season was buzzing, man. There was a line to get in. 
outside, 9 a.m., people waiting for doors to open, crazy stuff out there. And, you know, again, it's during football season, but still, I mean, that is, it's just a part of the game. And I think it's being more understood and accepted. And I think that that's a good thing, that it's not in the shadows anymore. And why shouldn't we make tax revenues and things like that off of it? I think you'll be back in the FanDuel Sportsbook before you know it. I hope so. It's fun to do those shows. I don't think I don't think June, but I think July. I think you'll be back the this summer at some point. That would be a guess. guess Let's a hope. guess, by the way, for me. Don't no one run over the FanDuel Sportsbook and tell them I sent you. No, don't run over there. Don't. In fact, if I'm there, I don't want you to be there. You stay home and you watch <laughs> right, me right. from home. You don't need to come see me live. It's not that exciting. That's All right, so we we hit on a couple quarterbacks. We'll do some more tomorrow. Let's move over to the running back position in fantasy. And uh, and this is, you know, by the way, betting props on FanDuel, player props. Right now you can go over to the FanDuel Sportsbook and place these bets as we speak. This is a player prop for 2020, Alvin Kamara of the New Orleans Saints, who faded a little bit last year, but still they put a nice fat total on him for 2020 assuming health and the over under is one five four nine that is the number that we're looking at of course as i previously mentioned the point five is because FanDuel's not interested in any pushes for whatever reason which i'm not really sure why why not take a push you get money on both sides but okay that's not my business minus 112 is are the odds and for context he had 1360 yards last year joe and as we know he missed some time with injury. So he plays two more games. He goes over this total. There's no doubt about that. He's one of the most dynamic players in the game. There's also no doubt about that as well. But do you have concerns with a player coming off a little bit of a banged up season? Because we have to ask yourself this question. Is that a trend that's going to carry over into the future? Or was it just simply put a little bit of a blip on Kamara's resume? <sighs> You know, this is a tough one because the Carson Wentz one we just talked about in the last segment, it was all injury related and that injury doesn't really freak me out. I mean, I think he's kind of getting a bad rap, to be honest with you. Uh, it's magnified because when he got hurt, they went and won a Super Bowl without him. So I think it just it kind of hurts on a different level because of that. And it's a little bit more relevant because of that. This one's trickier. Now, he did this in his first two seasons. He went over this number easily, this total. Last year, not so much. Last year, also the first year we didn't have Mark Ingram around with him. And that kind of begs the question is, it's not a question of how good the Saints are going to be. They're going to score a ton of points no matter what. I don't think that's anyone's concern. It's a matter of, you know, it's him and it's Latavius Murray. Those are the two guys there. Murray was there last year and had some admirable moments when he wasn't able to go. And Kamara's health is the one that I'm a little bit skittish about. He's a guy that I am less apt to draft early. I see a lot of people wanting to reach for him in the middle of the first. And to me, he's more of a later in the first guy. I want to be able to back that up. And part of that is the injury concern. Like I don't, if I can't have Alvin Kamara as a first round pick missing a couple games, that really hurts you when you're making a playoff rush and running a fantasy football league. So if I'm tying that to this number, I think this is an under for me because, you know, body type, the amount of usage, all of those things, maybe the injury from last year makes them want to limit the usage a little bit more. Maybe you do see a little bit more Latavius Murray. Uh, I don't know where you're at with Alan Kamara. I think he's fun to watch. He's a terrific player. But at the same time, his best work came when he was the two in the one-two punch. Lean toward the under. It wouldn't shock me to see him go over. But my fear is it's like that three-year running back in the NFL. After that, do I really feel that the shelf life is going to continue and continue at a high level? It usually does not. And we'll have to ask ourselves that about uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey, who we're going to talk about next in two years. Uh, but look, it's speed that is more or less his game. He's not really an inside runner. But the thing with Kamara is he'll crush you, and he'll crush this total with a few 50-yard receptions for touchdowns. I mean, it, it, that could very well happen, but I probably would pass on it, but I would think that there's a stronger chance that something could potentially happen to him and he could go under the total. The Saints have never any shortage of usage of other running backs, other receivers, and um, it's just be a lean for me on that. And they're going to be, and they're going to, you would imagine, have a lot of leads and a lot of games too. And I don't know how well that really plays into this total. I mean, I, I think this. I mean, the Saints always get no couple shootouts every year. <laughs> That's just the Saints. But ah, you had the injury, you had how good I think the Saints roster is. I think you're right. I think this is, you know, he's been in the league for three years. This is going to be year number four. 
his best two years were when you had somebody else kind of carrying the load and he was that other guy. And it was just, it was a menace trying to, when those two guys were going back and forth, I mean, it was very difficult. I mean, when's the last time you had two guys on the same team finish as an RB one in fantasy, that's not happened very often. Two guys go over with that. I mean, that's it's crazy. Uh, so to have that in this uh, 1500 number, I don't know for me, Craig, I think this is an under, and I think this is actually not a stay away. I think you can actually go at this one and attack it pretty hard. And it's not a knock on Kamara's talent. It's just a knock on the situation more than anything. And he has not proven yet that he can handle being the number one running back by himself as the guy. Wow. He's got the backfield to himself quite yet. So I don't see how we can just automatically think he just, Oh, well, everything goes back to how it was when Mark Ingram was there. Well, Latavius Murray is not Mark Ingram and Mark Ingram never got enough credit in my opinion. So that's where I'm at with this. Taysom Hill could get more, uh, more opportunities. Uh, So they want to keep him around. They've made that clear. There's so so many options of other guys to touch the football there too. It's just, it's very difficult. And uh, again, it's, it seems like I'm being negative about the player Alvin Kamara is, and I'm not, he's a terrific talent. I just, I would feel better, especially in the middle of a first round fantasy draft, taking guys like Devontae Adams and Julio Jones. And I see a lot of people wanting to take Alvin Kamara there. And I just don't see. Let me go back, look at the first round and the second round of NFL drafts this year in fantasy Mm -hmm. and how many of them were playing at a high level at running back three years ago. Probably two, you know, I mean, they they, they just don't last in the NFL three years. I think it's very reasonable. Four is a possibility. Five? Who? What what Uh, running backs playing five years in the NFL? First round guys right now. Le'Veon Bell, that's Running backs? Yeah, but he's nowhere near the first round. But yeah, I mean, he was a couple years there. Okay. I mean, your first round running backs right now are McCaffrey. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's the only one that comes to mind. That's, you know? that's one for sure. That's and one. So it's Elliott. Yep. You have Elliott. You have Barkley. You have Christian McCaffrey. You have Dalvin Cook in that conversation. Alvin Kamara in that conversation. But no, in terms of first round investment, I would much rather go with a Julio Jones in the middle where Michael Thomas or whoever else wide receiver wise makes it because then you're looking at the second round, but there's lots of interesting guys like Kenyon Drake slipping in drafts and all these other guys where I think running back wise, you can be all right. It's actually a deep running back pool this year. All right, let's take a look at our other running back total of the day. We'll hit on Christian McCaffrey who the last couple of years has carried teams to championships. That's for sure. All you really need is him. 2,049, that's his total. Total yards uh, in the odds are minus 112 to win 100, same. 2,049, that's the number. If you're wondering what his number was last year, 2,392. We entered the season last year with the head coach of the Panthers, Ron Rivera, saying that we're going to give him a lot less volume. He got a lot more. So, I mean, again, one thing that you can't look, this guy is the whole team. Uh, are they, is Matt Rule going to drive him into the ground, literally? Like, which is what happened last year with the Panthers. He was involved, especially late in the year when Kyle Allen could do nothing. It was just dumping off to McCaffrey every single play. So, he is the whole team, essentially. I mean, they do have an emerging wide receiver for sure. They'll have better quarterback play for sure. Their defense is going to be all young kids. So, I think the Panthers. If they're not the worst team in the NFC, they're going to be near the bottom, and they're going to be forced in a position to use him quite a bit. And, I mean, I probably could see him going over again, but that's not good news for McCaffrey, honestly, for his future. But probably he is going to go over 2,000. I could see uh, it. You know what? I'm going to take the under on this one. I just think it's a lot to ask. You're not wrong. I mean, everything you're saying in terms of usage, every, I mean, it, the only difference is there is a different coach now. Um, so that's the only other thing here. Yeah, we just put, don't know the answer. How we don't know the answer. And I think the unknown makes me want to go with the under just because of that. I, and I, and I think you talk about the usage and all this and how well has it gone for the Panthers last couple of years? Well, with no Newton, there's no choice. I mean, they had no yeah. choice last year. No, they didn't. And I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is not Cam Newton. I think we could all agree with that. No, but he's probably better than what Allen was. He's absolutely case. better than Kyle Allen. And if you think he's better than Kyle Allen, then you got to imagine maybe. Look, it's it's very difficult because if you bet against McCaffrey last year, you got screwed. <laughs> okay, so I feel like everybody has that that knowledge that's just sitting there in the back of their head. Go well. You know, I got burned last year because I didn't believe in McCaffrey. I got to buy in now, and I don't know if you do. I think there's too much of a track record of, like you're saying, running back. Isn't he the first pick in every fantasy draft? Yes, and rightfully so. It's him. It's Saquon. But you'd take him first, right? Uh, 
I think there's a real argument for Saquon based on the workload of McCaffrey last year too. I mean, that's I just worry about how many years you can do this and do what he's doing and take the take the pounding that he's taking right now. I have no problem taking CMC first. I haven't had any first picks yet, uh, right. but I'll tell you what. Really I'd to be, be able to answer that. I'd be very months, happy to have, have number two <laughs> this year. I'd rather not have to make that decision. I'd rather Christian McCaffrey be off the board and then happily take Saquon Barkley because I think when you saw when he was healthy again at the end of last year, you saw how good Saquon Barkley is and how all-world he is. And if you want to go safe and you don't want to take that risk of Barkley because you're worried, then you take Ezekiel Elliott. You know exactly what you're getting there. And you just move along. Is he the third overall pick? In yeah, well, it's him or it's Michael Thomas, depending on right. which Michael Thomas is probably the And that's why I kept saying Michael Thomas is a guy that's not getting enough credit for potentially MVP. I'm going to go under the 2,000 yards. I think something's got to break here a little bit. I hope it's not McCaffrey that breaks. But I just think you can't be so one-dimensional and have success in the NFL. And I think eventually it's just going to start to wear a little bit. And it's just smart to keep him under this number. As fun as it is for fantasy, he's still going to have a great year. But I'm going to go under 2,000. How about you? All right. Well, I'll probably lean toward the over. But no, neither of these really really move me all that much. I probably like Burrow. Of the four that we went, Burrow the most with the under there. I think that was probably the— I like Kamara the most of the four we did. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I like Carson Wentz the over the most. Like I think Carson West just doesn't get enough credit. All right, we'll be back with more fantasy sports today right here on Sports Grid. Thanks you guys so much for watching. We're back right after this. Don't go away. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back. Craig and Joe here with you. Hopefully your Tuesday morning is going well. Don't forget a little bit later on today, you're going to be able to catch Scott Farrell live coast to coast on Sports Grid, And also, of course, uh, Scott's uh, now on radio. A lot of his shows are being simulcast on terrestrial radio as well. So make sure you stay tuned to that. Uh, Joe, we'll be back here again for another edition of FST tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern so people can catch us then. One thing that's really interesting as far as the dynamic of this show and I think a lot of other shows is years from now, I think we'll look back. I was thinking about this today. When we go back and we look at old YouTube videos and sports videos and you know things that just live on the Internet, Mm -hmm. this time period will never be forgotten because people will be wearing masks. And I think that that's, you know, something that's going to just live forever. Like we're going through a historic time, essentially, not just in sports, but in the world as well. And three, four years down the line, when things are essentially back to normal, and there's a vaccine for this virus that will always remember that period of time. Cause you'll go to a YouTube clip, you'll see somebody wearing a mask and, and for younger kids, you'll have to explain to them like, Hey, here's what happened. We were all inside. Mm -hmm. But I think that, from our perspective with broadcasting, what's changed is I think a lot of networks will realize just how much easier it can be to broadcast from home, uh, where a lot of people are doing theirs from. Now, for me, since we started up here on Sports Grid, I have been doing my television from my own house in the studio garage that I built a few years ago because uh, I did my radio show for many years from my house. In fact, I've done my I did my radio show my satellite radio show, I believe, for seven years inside my house. And five years ago, I built a studio to basically, you know, with soundproofing and all that, to house that. And I think that that's one thing for me that I know that other networks are going to look at and say, huh, like, I wonder if it does pay for us to continue to allow this to happen. Now, I don't think that everyone's going to feel that way. I think that most people want to be in the same studio, especially some of the debate shows, you kind of have to have that person right next to you to get that feel of it. But to me, that's one thing that I think that after the pandemic ends, whether it's a month or six months, I think that's something that we'll take from this. And I think that that will continue. And I believe that there's a lot of other things that we do even in our daily life that are going to continue even outside of this when this is over. Yeah, I think when this is over, I would like to think that people are going to, you know, keep washing their hands, you know, just as a general note, because I feel like that, uh, I don't know about you. I don't want to get all like curb your enthusiasm, but I feel like that was probably something that didn't go very well for a lot of people in the last, uh, I don't know, generation or so. <laughs> so. Like, I, I hope everybody takes that more seriously and just 
maybe it's more personal awareness and hygiene and personal space too, to a certain extent. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, so many people already were doing online grocery shopping and online this and online that. But I'm also hoping that when all this is done, we come back to a place where we actually appreciate being in a space with one another a little bit more and not taking that for granted as much. Um, I'm hoping the opposite doesn't happen where people become so reclusive because everything can be from home and things like that and people don't go out as much. I'm hoping that we have the alternate was when we go out and we're a little bit more respectful of everyone when we're out, which would be nice and remembering they're all human beings. I feel like every 20 years in this country, we get a check. You know, we got a check after 9-11, and then everything kind of falls back, and then we're kind of getting a check right now. I don't know how it feels like it's already falling back already, which is crazy. But just generally speaking, out for a walk in my neighborhood, I told you, you know, people would normally keep to themselves. Now everyone's like, hey, how are you? What's going on? How are you? You know, everyone's super friendly. Look, hey, look at us. We're still alive. Awesome. That's nice. Um, I do think you're right that a lot more shows will continue to be broadcast from home regardless because – uh, look, space is expensive. <laughs> space is difficult to find. Well, and technology the, has to be has to be right. I it mean, does. Let's say that first. I mean, technology that's, that's has to be right. But yeah. I, I mean, you know, I think we've done a really good job on this network of getting sure. that right. If you look at the NFL draft coverage we did a few weeks ago on SportsGrid, uh, I think that was the was crown jewel. <laughs> that was a month ago. Yeah, if you can imagine that. But I do think you're going to have a lot of that where people will continue to broadcast from home or do a lot of those things from home studios. And there's nothing wrong with that. I wonder, too, Craig, you know, the one thing with a lot of these companies starting to move to, like, say, Twitter, most of their workforce, about all their workforce moving at home. What happens right. to commercial real estate in this country? We already see a lot of shopping malls and big stores are closing up. I heard, you know, like the Lord and Taylors and J.C. Penney's of the world and all those things are all in my area and all the malls because New Jersey's got a lot of malls. Yeah. All of those closing, that's going to change mm. a lot because I don't know what, if anything, goes into those kind of buildings someday. Yeah, I, I think that shopping is a major, major hit um, because I think that what this has shown is essentially, and it's and I don't, you know, it's not knocking any real retailer, but we essentially can make it without going to a store. Right. So this has not helped those situations. Now, yeah. internationally, people coming to this country, they love the malls here. So there's always going to be that attraction for people to go to a ball. Um, and kids, of course, you know, like going and, and doing those things. But I don't ever think I think malls are essentially a thing of the past. I don't I don't think that they're a wave of the future. And, and from yeah. a commercial point of view, yes. Uh, the housing is also really interesting to me, too. Because I think eventually I will move into a new house. I think eventually we will look to do that. I don't know when. But that dynamic is also curious to me, too, because the conversation is pretty simple here in Florida, which is, yeah, right now we probably could get in at a really good price somewhere uh, and move and, and live in that house of our dreams, let's just say, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But then could we sell our own house, you know, because we're, right. that's somebody else is going to get an unbelievable deal on a house that that we bought here. Mm -hmm. So I think that's that's another equation as to I don't know the preparation and how I will be prepared when this is over to, you know, sort of figure that out. Um, the one thing that you mentioned that was interesting a few weeks ago was that you took up a new hobby, essentially, in playing that game that you were talking about, Animal Crossing. <laughs> well, I so, just found out this weekend a bunch of my friends from New York or some of my uh, my friends in the entertainment industry are also playing this game. And that is the funniest thing. So now okay, we all so, so here's where I'm going with this. things like that. So yeah, so go ahead. Here, here's where I'm going with this. If if it's over tomorrow, and mm -hmm. the, like I I've thought about this, the things that I'm doing now in my daily routine, what I will do when this is over, mm -hmm. what 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 have I made now part of my routine that, that will continue? And mm -hmm. so I would ask you that to start off with. Do you think <sighs> in a month from now that uh, let, let's hypothetically say one month for what are we in May 25th? We're in so May. June I'm 20th. hoping this show is in there. Uh, that's number one. I like that. Besides like that, chat. besides the show, besides, besides the, the show, show that's the number show one on the list. I'd like to keep doing the show. The show will go. I, I have a pretty good feeling based on my conversations with Sports Grid that the show is going on. So uh, the show's going on without, without giving away too much on it's that. Maybe me being on, on the show. That's you the being on the show. <laughs> I get the good indication that will go on you know, too, but. But I, I would say this. Story no, for know, another it's, time. A, it's a it's a good question. I think the thing is, I think uh, as a single parent, sometimes you get kind of in that cycle where you forget to kind of take time for yourself and do stuff for yourself. And no matter what that is, if it's playing a stupid video game, if it's 
you know, in the summertime, I always try, you know, like in the evenings, try to go do some laps in the pool and just kind of like veg out a little bit there and, and kind of space out. I think, I think it's reminding to, to hit pause. I think we all get so wrapped up when you have kids, you, you know, it's like you have kids, they have activities, you got school, you've got your work stuff, your wife has her thing. You have families, you have all, uh, you know, surrounding families. I think you get caught up in it. I think the biggest lesson that I've learned is I've always tried to do this, but I don't think I really did it as well as right now is just hitting pause. I mean, we're in a cycle where it's just what happened on Twitter today? What happened on this? What's going on? I think hitting pause is healthy. I think also us all not running a million miles an hour and running our kids a million miles an hour. That's not something I like. Don't you think we're past that now, though, at this point? I'm not because I was never for it in the first place. So I think what this is, it shows you like. I mean, I, we, I've hit the pause, but I'm ready to get back to normal. I'm ready to get back, but I'm also ready also not to get back at the cost of doing the things I did. Like, I'll give you, for instance, over the weekend, my kids and I, I told you I took on this outdoor project with them. I would never have done that. We would never have time. You know what we've been course, doing this weekend? This weekend would have been dance recital weekend. You know what hell that is, Craig Mish? Do you? Do you know I the do. hell of dance I recital do. weekend? 10 a.m. show, the 2 o'clock show, and then the 6 o'clock show? Do you know that hell? I don't know if you do, Craig Mish. That was nice. I you know what we did instead? I know all that. Believe instead, me. we were doing this outdoor project. We are re-netting around the area downstairs. We have all these nice things out there. We repainted everything. And that never would have happened. And it's like, oh, okay, it's okay. So you, so you, so that was a really good speech for about three minutes, but you never really answered the question. I told you, hitting so, pause. That's what I wanted. Okay, to do. so do you? Okay, but do you think that you'll continue to do things like play Animal Crossing? That's outside I'm going to try of. To hold climb. on, hold on. Yeah, okay. That's outside of your comfort zone. That's outside of your box. I'm going to try. You don't normally. You picked up something during this time that you have made a. a, a I, I don't know the extent of it, but let's say a limited hobby. You only started playing it. Now you probably, I'm going to guess, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Uh -huh. I'm going to guess you would not be playing this as much if life was normal. So that. And then the other things that you mentioned, which are really important from a family perspective, mm -hmm. and, and you can add that to the conversation as well. Do you think that those will continue in, let's call it a month or two I'm, from now? I'm cautiously optimistic they will. They will through the summertime. It's when we go back to school and what that looks like. And then you get back and you fall into the old patterns. I'm going to do my best to hold some of them true because I think it's healthy. But I'm scared, Craig. I'm scared because I know when you get on that hamster wheel what it's like, especially the hamster wheel of the fall. Because what's the hamster wheel of the fall for us? It's NFL. And that is a, is a huge wheel. Yeah, but um, it's, really, it's, it's really easy, though, I think. Well, it's easy in the sense so of doing you know, what we do now is difficult. Doing what we do in football it's is the easier easy in that sense. But I'm talking about the volume of doing it. Like I'll do oh, this I, show I with you, I then I will really do I'll do several Black Book podcasts a week. I'll do the DFS show three times a week. I'll do there. There's all these other things that go on in football season on top of the TV show. Hopefully, on top of all these other things, where it's a seven day work week basically. And then in the middle of that is when the baseball book starts prep in October. <laughs> so, you know, for me, that cycle of the fall gets real busy. And I think that pause is good. Pause is healthy for everybody. Things will get done. Things will happen. And I don't think we need to put as much pressure on ourselves. That's what I want to take away from this. I mean, are you think that you're going, what are you going to take with you from this? I'm curious. Is there something for you that uh, you're saying? I, I don't, I don't think that bits? a lot. I, I don't think that I will take a lot of, of daily routines and looking through my old things and, you know, and, and well, that's going to be gone scouring my house, cleaning that up, watching old uh, videos, old baseball games. Like I don't think I don't think I'm taking any of it. I no. think I'm 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 doing what I'm doing and in a way to get by this. Uh, in general, I and and listen, it's no it doesn't take anything away with what you're saying, but for me um, I am at a point career-wise and in life-wise where yes, there are definitely times and I listen, my daughter's a singer and my son's right now because of I the want inability. a balance between the two. That's all. Maybe, I feel like we lose our balance. So. That's that's for me personally. Maybe, like, I, I want all that stuff. I want to go. I, I want to save people's lives by staying home. Yeah. But the, but but as soon as I would know that is and I don't feel that it is legitimately safe to go back to doing everything normally, even though they're everything they're normally. Sort, no. Even no. though they're sort of allowing it, even here in Florida, I still am going to take a lot of precautions too, because again, I have parents that are still with me, fortunately, and my wife's parents too, and I have to be uh, careful for them too. It's, it's not about saving me, it's about saving them. All right, we'll come back and wrap things up right here on Fantasy Sports Today in just a couple of minutes. Craig and Joe right here with you, don't go away.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Sports Today. Craig and Joe here with you for the next 15 or so minutes. We're right back here tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. And uh, some of the fun things that we've been doing is taking a look at uh, old games that we've talked about, games that I've covered media credential-wise. Joe has uh, gone through some of his favorite seasons in baseball and football and even basketball as well. We've touched on it here. I mentioned over the weekend I made my first trip to my uh, old storage unit, which is an actual very nice facility. I did pay up for it to have it like under what they would call temperature-controlled. So all the stuff stays in really good condition. Um, and I did find just a few gems that I brought back home. So if you want, we'll just take a quick look at those, and then we'll get to some uh, NFL news. Okay? I love gems. I love the memorabilia gems. Let's. Do I don't it. think this. I don't think this is a gem. For some reason, I did not open this up. I'm not sure why, but this is. Whoa, look at that. There you go. This is gems. a figure of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Um, like a little figure of. Not sure how much it fan. looks like him. I love when the face looks nothing like a person. That's okay. okay. But that, is there anything better than when you got like a figurine or a bobblehead that looks nothing like the player? Speaking of which, speaking of which, so I got that. <laughs> That's the. So best. I got that. Um, I found this. I don't. I mean, I looked it up. It's not really worth anything, but it was easy to carry. So I grabbed it. <laughs> and this is really hard to see. So I'll put this close to the uh, the lights. Not I see justice. Crawford. Okay, there you go. Carl Crawford. Yeah, Carl Crawford. Okay. Yeah, it's a. It's in the. I should have taken it out for the for the show. You should have. That was it's bad a job mini Carl Crawford bobblehead from the Rays, Devil Rays, I think. Yeah. Nice. I liked Carl Crawford. He was a more Carl Crawfords. Can we get more guys like this that? My days, my days living in um, Sarasota, St. Pete area. Ah, nice. And then this. And then this. Speaking of which, I found this. I don't know what happened to the edges. I think maybe I, I used to have a mouse. I think it may have eaten through it or something. I'm not really sure. But this is uh this is the first ever game. For the Rays. Ah, okay. The Devil Rays. And uh, this is actually not a credential. I don't know. I think that I was forced to be in the studio for their first game. I did not go. I did not go to the Rays' first game. But somehow I have the ticket for their Whoa, inaugural. look at that. Yeah. That is cool right there. I, like I think I was mad about that, though. actually. I think I was mad as a it broadcaster. It sounds like something you would be mad about. Yeah, I think they sent, like, the news crew or something, and I had to stay back and do the highlights. I remember that. But I have the ticket. Maybe I was there. I don't think I was, though. I <laughs> but anyway, that's what I there, found. I, I found a lot more stuff in the group. I can you tell you right now, after spending all this time with you this month about your credentials, if you were there, you would have remembered. Your memories are very vivid of I all these things. I, I can tell you right now, if you were there, your, your, your initial reaction to being pissed off and not being there probably far more likely than you being there and forgetting it. I think it. the story was is that I did not go and I was upset. And and they sent somebody in news because they did a whole broadcast from there for the first uh -huh. ever game. Right. And then they and I was back I was like the one guy back in the studio. You were the schlub doing the I think I went to the second game, but I but I did not go to the first. Do you remember who pitched in the opening Rays game? Is that a Wilson Alvarez maybe? Oh Wilson Alvarez. That's not sure. Good... That's my guess. That's my guess, Wilson Alvarez. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have these? Oh yeah, I did. Sure. Um, I think I sold them years ago. Had the garbage pail kits. I definitely had those. Look at this. I found this too. I found this. <laughs> I found this a lot of these. I, the the storage unit of Craig Mish. Look at that, Lou Ferrigno, ladies and gentlemen. Old cards. That is a weird one. You are a collector. That's definitely. Uh, oh, here's one. Here's something else I found. It would be too. great if it was a hologram. Look, this if Lou Ferrigno was a hologram and he turned into Bruce Banner when you moved him, that would be great. That'd be tremendous. And then I found like one five by seven card. It's like not in great condition, but like they were like stuffed in boxes. I'm starting to figure out what's what. Uh, this too. This is a Mark a McGuire like five by seven card of him hitting 50 home runs three years in a row. Well, it's swole like McGuire was. It's huge. It's like, oh, good, have a regular ball card. I need a five by seven. Mark McGuire rookie card, five by seven. That's right. To get all go. those home runs there. That's that's what I'm looking for. Do you so think that was what that, I had in the store? Junior. Do you think when that that show drops, because wasn't that coming a couple weeks, right? That 98 show about the, yes. the home run race. Do you think when that's over, 
there is going to be a softening or sort of a, I don't know, remembering too fondly. We all look back and, uh, and go, oh, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't judge these guys so hard. Or maybe do you think that's going to happen or do you yeah, think it's going to be worse? Maybe a, maybe a little, but I, I, I think it's anecdotal. I, I think that it would depend on the individual. That's anecdotal. It would depend on the individual player. Sosa may be looked more fondly of. Maguire may be looked more fondly of. I don't care what happens with A-Rod. He is not going to get in the Hall of Fame on the first try. I don't think that will change at all. Um, there's a That's really fair. good there's a really good movie that if you haven't seen it on Netflix. Oh, I've seen it. I know what you're talking about, though. Okay. The one about the, uh, the Miami yeah, like, drug rape. I understand <laughs> that A-Rod has completely changed his persona and is extremely well-liked now. Mm-hmm. But that comes from a position where it was not always the case with him. Oh. And the things and the lengths that he went through to try and avoid uh, being caught or being punished were just insane. Mm-hmm. And he's going to pay a price for that. Do I think A-Rod will get in the Hall of Fame? Yes. What was the name what? of that that, that's, that special? I can't remember the name of it. Something uh, bald, Billy right? Cor- it was Billy Corbin's movie. But what was the name of the, the movie about? That whole thing with the, the guy who ran the anti-aging clinic and all that? Was it called fastball something like that screwball i knew it was i knew it was something ball that's all i didn't remember that was a wild that was like almost great it felt like a it it felt like you were like watching like a coen brothers movie or something i was like this can't be true he's been on my podcast before he's done great documentaries Mm -hmm. he did the u documentary the u documentary at the university of miami he also did cocaine cowboys did you ever see that no which one's that it was about the, you know, cocaine in Colombia, the cartel. Oh, did not see that one. No, but then I did see the one with A-Rod and that one. The screwball was definitely something that was whew, it's on Netflix it, right now. Yeah, yeah. Go check it out, folks. By yeah, the way, speaking really of Netflix things, did you check out the uh, battered bastards of baseball yet? Because I think I, you done, that. I have done none of the above. All I've right. I, before again. we go back to having sports and you have no time anymore. That I will commit. I to. want you to check it out because I think you're you're the kind of baseball fan that would kind of look back on that and think it's, you know, with fond memories of oh, what, a, what a fun period of time that must have been kind of the deal. A very, very unique set of circumstances with that team being an independent team and, you know, trying to kind of just pave their own way. And again, Kurt Russell does a great job there. It was his dad who was running the team. And um, it's funny in this, in this wake of sports, I feel like sports documentaries have kind of kept us whole. Oh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Listen, there's <laughs> no question. You mentioned earlier in the show, we illustrated it with some of the baseball cards last week too. We'll do that again this week mm-hmm. uh, with cards and with, which ones are going up. And it's just been crazy, but um there's no question that the Maguire Sosa documentary is going to have somewhat of effect on on their this. merch, and and it's going to be fun for us as broadcasters because it, the same sort of thing is going to happen like it happened with Michael Jordan, not to that extent. Okay, that was a ten part documentary, but I think the next day you'll start hearing from people who were involved in the game and home run hitters. We'll talk, you know, Barry Bonds. There's more awareness for him. The other uh, players that we're starting to see more awareness of, Canseco, Bo Jackson, a lot of players from that era are are going to make a comeback, I think, yeah. from the league. Well, I found the Bo Jackson card right after the show. Oh, I, I knew heard, it was in that right. book. You... It was in that book. I knew it what was in that book. What kind of condition was it in? Pretty good, I would say. I mean, it's not graded, so I guess that. But my sense is that by the time I sent it out to get graded and came back, the market would be dead. So I might as well just hold probably, on to it would. and remember that's it true. wistfully. And I think that's I keep the baseball cards because to me, again, it's it's not the it's not what they're worth to other people. It's what they're worth to me. It's the memories of the childhood of, of collecting well, for, for, for sure. But and, there's also listen if you can make money off something. Yeah, I know, but it, I'm, I'm not making. You had a, a card in there, Joe, money. and I was, oh, I can, I was oh, I miracle worth my, ten thousand. You'd be sending look, that everybody, thing to get I can graded. pay my Verizon wireless bill with this Bo Jackson card. Oh, like who cares? Listen, that's the, not the grip, Griffey. Uh, you know, Griffey in particular. Kind of Griffey stuff. So <laughs> uh, many years ago, I got rid of a lot of my collection. Probably bad timing. I should have done it now. But uh, I still have enough now to, to make a few bucks. But uh, but back in, like, I would say, like, five years ago, six years, I'm just like, oh, it's like enough already with this card. They're just never going to be worth anything. I've had these for so long. Uh, but 10 years ago, when they first started grading cards, I bought a couple of Griffey's graded 10. And those okay. have gone up ten times what I paid, and I'm, wow. I'm not selling those. I'm keeping those. Wow. Well, I got I got some Griffies here for you, but I mean, I, you know, 
that that's the whole thing. It's like I feel like it goes in these weird waves, and if you're not catching the wave at the right time, it's like the stock market, but but far it worse. Is. It <laughs> is, but you can get involved in it because it's not a lot of money. You know, you can buy a card for five dollars. If it goes to ten, you feel like you did something right. So here we go. We've got. Uh, I don't know what your favorite Griffey is. Is your favorite you Griffey? There's only one gr- favorite. Griffey Fleer, eighty nine. That's not there's a multiple Griffies. Is yeah, it but eighty nine upper deck. Griffey, rated rookie Don Russ. I always yeah. love the rated rookies and the super rookies. It made them they feel do like it again so... now. You know that rated rookie. I love that. And then and the, remember the little uh, the little trophy in the corner of the tops one, the all rookie yes. team. Yes, that was huge. Yes. Make that all rookie team or future stars like Greg Jeffries. That's another one there. Out oh, there it is. That's the one you're looking for. That's, that's the one, man. That's the one. The little hologram. It's all I predicted. That little stupid hologram, and somehow that was supposed to just change our world. Like that was it. You had to go, oh, look, look who's on the back. Why? Who cares? Why is that a thing? I don't know. The hologram was huge. I remember, you know what? In I've fact, got the, the sports grid, every show we have has a hologram. If you want to go, you know what? You've said it yourself. We're in a weird place right now. I think you're going to force me to go and get some goofy stuff out of the closet. And Do I think it. tomorrow's show is going to be a, a goof Listen, fest I, you and me doing this. Brett and I know you're you. pushing for this. And I feel like if I get in trouble, I'm blaming you. I just want you to Listen, know. Brett if would Brett tell calls you, me and says, stop I, doing that. I asked Joe Ranieri to do it for a month. He never did it. Brett will tell I you. Have all ca- I have even like, you know, those miniature baseball cards. Do you remember those? They were miniature ones. Of course, I listen. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if I can get anything past you. I don't know, but I've got some goofy stuff. I remember the. I still have some of those weird hologram ones. Cards will be hard to get past me because I was collector in the eighties. So. You know, but you remember like you had like Don Mattingly actually swinging the bat if you turned it. You remember those cards? I, I, love I, I probably so. That was but that listen, was incredible. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll get me with something that I don't. Have. I mean, it's possible. I mean, I'm gonna try to stump Craig Mish with something. I don't know if it's possible. Right. We'll find out. Look, if, look, odd Todd. That's what it's all about. <laughs> odd Todd. Literally, people collected these things. I don't know why I have this one. I did not collect Garbage Pail Kids. I, you know what? Garbage Pail Kids was my youth. I want to say like first grade. Rampant. It was an early Bro- 90s thing. It, yeah. No, 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 no. It was a mid-80s thing. It was what? huge in Brooklyn. in the 80- I was still in PS236. Shout out to Brooklyn uh-huh. PS236. Garbage Pail Kids. Ferocious trading of Garbage Pail Kids. I don't know All why. Right. They're gross. Well, we'll uh, we'll get to that on tomorrow's show. Thanks to everybody who watched. Thank you to Brett. Thank you to Danny. Thank you to Ryan for putting the show together today. We'll be back here for another edition tomorrow for my co-host Joe Pizzapia. I'm Craig Mish. Don't forget on Twitter you can follow us at Joe Pizzapia17 at Craig Mish at SportsGrid. Do you have something from your past that you would like us to feature on this show? We are not <laughs> adverse to it. It is a content creation time. Send be careful. It to us. Be careful about what you're digging up from your past. That's all I'm going to tell people. Send it to us. We'll put it on this show. Not tomorrow, but maybe another. <laughs> Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.